She is straight talk. She is a no-nonsense type of lady. You are about to view the television show for real and no nonsense. It's straight talk for real life situations. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for television talk show host, Ramey Rodriguez. Hello, 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 everyone. I'm so glad to be here with you again this week for another For Real and No Nonsense broadcast brought to you by BFTM Network on Enjoy Entertainment. Before we get started, I want to uh, let you hear uh, about the up-and-coming author, Evangelist Corey Thomas, and a new book that he has written. Author Evangelist Corey Thomas, a dedicated servant leader whose weapons are spiritual in nature and volatile in impact. Hot off the press, author Evangelist Corey Thomas's new book, Sound Advice, Music and the Battle for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. Matthew 5, 13, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost his flavor, well will shall it be salted. It's author Evangelist Corey Thomas's new book, Sound Advice, Music and the Battle for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. Purchase your copy to help maintain that flavor in your spiritual walk. This book is epic. It's sold on every major online bookstore or go to CoreyThomasMinistries.com. I got my copy. Be sure to get yours. It's author evangelist Corey Thomas's new book, Sound Advice, Music and the Battle for Your Mind, Body and Soul. Get your copy today. All right, and we're back. Now, let's get started on today's broadcast, which is about stumbling blocks. Again, today's broadcast is about stumbling blocks and how stumbling blocks can cancel your salvation. I'm going to be reading for you today within your hearing from 1 Corinthians 8 through 9 of the King James Version. And it reads as follows. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Now, when we think about what I just read, I want you to remember that as human beings, we all will stumble at some point in our lives. It is up to us to make a conscious decision not to let our stumbling block become a spirit stronghold and something that we enjoy and find no reason to repent for the sin that we are committing. Now, with that said, I'm going to go up forth and read this as follows. Jesus paid a price for, for our salvation. If we value his sacrifice, we will make it our life mission to stop sinning. Do not reject or hate biblical correction. Love the truth because the truth loves you. God gives man free will. But if we as human beings make the decision to continuously sin, we have then made sin our idol. 
and God would do what he needs to do as our savior. And he is our sovereign savior to save our souls. Now, God would do this even if he. Excuse me. God would do, uh, God would do what it takes rather to save our souls. Even if he has to give us what we want. And that's 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 not really what we would want in the long run. But if we won't give that thing up, God is willing to give us what we want until we want it no more. In other words, sin can cost us to lose everything. And it can cost us to lose everything in this life. And then it can cost us to lose our eternal life. Therefore, it behooves us to repent and ask for forgiveness from God. If we don't want to ask for forgiveness from God, then we cannot expect God to, to keep going out on a limb for us and we reject him. And I'm going to get into that in more detail later on. Because God can lose patience with us. Now, if you don't believe he can lose patience with us, remember when man was sinning and God wanted to destroy man and 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 in the plea of Jesus, the Holy Spirit said, I will go and I will die in man's place so that man will not be destroyed. And that's what Jesus did. He died in our place so that we would not be destroyed eternally for our sin. And when he died, he rose from the dead for our salvation. And of course, you know, some of you may know, then he goes to sit at the uh, right hand of the Father, sit into heaven and sit up in the right hand of the, uh, 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 sit into heaven and sit at the right hand of God the Father. And 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 for this Almighty shall come to judge the quick and the dead. That's part of the Apostles' Creed. Yeah, I got that correct. Now, with that said. Before he loses patience with us and decides to cut us off as he did with King Saul. Now, uh, with King Saul, he continued to disobey God and exhibit his jealousness towards David because David obeyed God. So God decided to cut Saul off. Okay. Now remember, Saul was an, uh, the king that God appointed. So this is a very powerful statement when God cut off an individual who he put in a position because he knew that within him he had everything 
in his heart, in his spiritual life, in his character to influence the people around him to worship God as his sovereign savior. But Saul took everything that God gave him and just like Lucifer in heaven started to make it as though it was something that he of his, his own ability had done. And there was the danger. Because anytime a person gets in their self and they decide to make decisions outside of seeking God's face, then they are being influenced by an evil spirit or a demon. So when Saul can no longer hear God's voice, because of his disobedience, jealousy, pride, strife, then he went to the demon, to a demon, and he had already been being influenced within his spirit, man, and his heart by demonic thoughts and desires. But like spirits attract. So when God refused to answer Saul anymore, Saul went to a demon in the form of a witch so that he could find out what he needed to do in order to reestablish and reaffirm his standing as king. He even was able to speak with his prophet, but the, but the information he received from this prophet was not what he expected. Because he found out that he was going to die. Now, at that point, you would think that Saul would still want to do more and come to himself, rather. I, should, I guess I shouldn't have said steal, but you would thought you should, I would think that Saul would have wanted to repent at that point to see if God would, would have mercy on him. But Saul was so far gone in his own human, how do I say this? And in, in his own desire, his filled his own desires, humanly desires, in the flesh. He was in the flesh. That's the better way to say it. Saul was so gone and in the flesh that his spirit man, which had not been communicating with God, did not advise him to ask God for forgiveness because his spirit man had been corrupted. <laughs>
that is. And so here we go on from here. And I'm going to say and reiterate, the Saul refused to turn his face from abomination and was judged by God for doing it. He was killed in battle along with his son. And then David became king. And this, David got no joy in this because Saul's son was his best friend, Jonathan. And his son was killed in battle and, and David lost his best friend. And what am I saying? What am I saying about this? Sin can cost more than we want to give. God's judgment for playing in His face can be more than we want to give. Saul had gone too far away from God and his de demonically inspired decisions had affected too many people. Now, we must understand that when we sin, sin can affect our, our, our family, it can affect our friends, it can affect our co-workers, it can affect our community. It can affect our city. It can affect our state and our fate. It can affect our nation. I paused right there because I, I wanted everyone within my hearing to understand that. And the reason I want everyone within my hearing to understand that is that when the devil feels as though he has a stronghold, he wants to be seen in every area of our lives. Unless a person has made a decision to stay at home and never communicate with any other individual by phone or any type of communication, social media, computer, then that spirit will consume that person. But if an individual is going about their daily life sinning and communicating with people then those who come in communication with them if they agree to share friendship with them can end up being influenced by their sin 
and then those sins were transferred to the other people. And that's how sin gets out of control. You go on and say, uh, we're going on to say this. You can think you are getting away with sin, but your sins will find you out. When I made this statement, I'm talking about the hidden sins, the, the, the secret sins that we think no one else knows about. The sins that when we dress up every day and we go on with our daily lives and we have the posture of a Christian, that's for those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ. That means we can be going to church, be in the church for years, be active in the church, in whatever position, from the usher all the way to the pastor. And we have these strongholds that we think we have under control. Let me tell you this. The only way that sin is put under control is by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in that individual. Because the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in that individual through the word of God has the ability to rebuke demonic attacks. Remember the story of Lucifer? Excuse me, not Lucifer. Um, not Lucifer. Um, Legion in the Bible. Excuse me. It was Legion in the Bible. Which means many demons. This man was out of his mind. Couldn't even live with his family. The people in the city couldn't capture him. They tried. He was running around and just out of control until he saw Jesus and he fell at Jesus' feet and asked God to have mercy on him. He even identified Jesus as the Son of God because demons recognize who God is. So if there is a secret sin in your life, you need to repent so that the Holy Spirit can sweep your spiritual house clean of sin. Lest these demons take over and add more demons and then cause you to become reprobate in your mind 
and reprobate in your actions. Because a reprobate mind leads to reprobate actions. Now we're going to move on from there. When we spoke of sins finding out, the information that I just gave you is a tremendous help in your faith walk to keep you from stumbling. I'm going to give an example of someone in the Bible who had committed sin and how God dealt with his sin as I did with Saul. But in this example, what God did to this individual in regards to his sin was different than what God did to Saul in regards to his sin. King David. had been sinning and he thought he was getting away with it with his secret sin but then God revealed it to his prophet Nathan and Nathan spoke to David about his sin and the sin that David had committed was looking down from his window and watching a woman named Bathsheba bathing. And then after so long, he called this woman to him. This woman was married. And David knew she was married. And the person she met was married to was literally one of King David's most outstanding and loyal soldiers. And his name was Uriah. So when Nathan came to David and spoke to him in a parable about how this person only had one sheep and somebody came and stole that sheep and, and the person didn't have another sheep. And that was all they had. David, because he still had a posture of loving Christ and obeying his commands do unto others as you have them do unto you he became outraged and said who is this individual bring them to me and I will kill them for this evil deed and Nathan told David you are that individual 
And David began to weep. Because David realized at that point that his sins had found him out. His mind reflected back on Saul. And how God dealt with Saul and his sin. His mind reflected back on how God had always led him and protected him. And he knew that surely this word that his prophet had spoken to him on that day was sent to him by none other than that same God. Who had allowed him to be in the position that he was now in and he had begun to abuse his position just like Saul. But unlike Saul, David was sincere in his heart, in his repentance. And because of his sincerity, the Lord told David he was not going to kill him. He spared David's life. But that child that David and Bathsheba had made in sin died. While that child was lingering for for a while and what well, I can't really say lingering, but while that child was was in Bathsheba's womb and coming out and everything and David was praying God have mercy God have mercy God have mercy but then when that child died David got up and he went forth to continue serving the Lord in spirit and in truth because he knew that God had spoken. My brother and my sister. If you want a sincere word from God. Please have your spiritual life in order. Because God can sense, send a, a, a sincere word to you in the in place of sin that can make your soul tremble to hear. And what I'm saying about that is if God decides to speak to you in your sin, as he did to David, quickly repent. Because after that, there may be judgment.
as in the case of King Saul. That's why David got up from the door where his wife had labored to give birth to that baby that died because he knew that God had spoken to him also. And he needed to go ahead on and, and continue to lead as a king that is worthy of his throne. So now let me tell you this. God can and God will forgive you if you make a conscious, sincere decision to repent and discontinue living in iniquity. I'm going to leave you with this scripture. Just one more, please. For just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not let not thy heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it and it displease him. And he turned away his wrath from him. If you see your brother in sin, don't laugh at him. Pray for him. Ask God to have mercy on him. And remember when you were in sin. Because your brother in sin possibly could have seen you getting away with something and thought they can do it too. Part of making that conscious decision to stop sinning is to also be responsible as a Christian, Christian in your walk and exhibit fruits of the spirit. And that's to love. When a person sins, they are rejecting truth, which is the word of God, and they're rejecting love. The love of God. Because the love of God is truth. They are one and the same.
And when a person does that, they are unconsciously hating their own soul salvation. Because how can you love your soul salvation if you're willing to forfeit, forfeit it for a temporary desire? And temporary desires can last a lifetime. And you may say, well, I don't understand that. Well, let me explain it to you. This life is temporary. It's not forever. Your sin, your spiritual stronghold may go on to the day you die, but it's just temporary because you are human being. So stop it. And if you see someone else in it, don't in, in their sin, don't laugh at them. Again, because the fruit of the spirit is love. You didn't love yourself when you were sinning. And they are in a position where they don't love who they are at this point. They don't realize that they are beautifully and wonderfully made. And that's a sad state to be in when a person does not realize that they're beautifully and wonderfully made in God. Intercede in prayer for that individual. I'm not saying go hang out with them because you uh, could still have some weaknesses there that the devil can try to transfer back onto you. But you can intercede and pray for that person. We're all in this thing together. I always tell you all, if I'm Pointing my finger at you, my thumb is going back at me. So I'm not talking about anybody. I have to work on my own soul salvation. I just brought to you what the Lord gave me to give to you today. And I hope that it has been a blessing. Blessing. Again, this has been for real and no nonsense. Brought to you by BFTM Network and Endure Entertainment. May God bless you richly in your going out and coming in. And I look forward to seeing you here next week at the same time. God bless you. Until we meet again. And have a great evening. Goodbye.